Welcome to Sustainably You podcast. My name is Simi and with me we have our co-creators Philip and Vibha. Hello. Hi everyone. This is your home for creating sustainability as an individual business and society to thrive as an ecosystem. So, in this episode we aim to understand circular economy and zero waste, the concepts, what are the principles, how is it similar, how is it different and what are the end goals. So, just to start with circular economy, to give you definition of what circular economy is, it's design thinking to narrow it to two words. So, everything that you create starts from a thought. So, circular economy is designing out waste and pollution and making sure whatever you create is regenerative in nature. And then you also wrote down keeping products and materials in prolonged use. Yes. So it also means when you create a product in the design it should make sure that it is it has a longevity it stays in whatever use it's it's for as long as it can for example we are a technology company creating phones so the phone should not die out in 2 years so the next edition can come in <laughs> is that too controversial <laughs> Yeah. So the planned yeah. obsolescence, which is what it's called, yeah. that the products die out in a certain number of years, it should be prolonged. It, it it can that cannot be that philosophy cannot be part of circular economy. All right. What about closing the loop for the circle part of the circular economy? So whenever you create something, it should not be linear. It should not go one way towards the dump or towards a landfill. Mhm. it should always go back into something useful back into the economy back into the economy as back a into new product as a new product or raw material or raw material for new product so it is always in the loop so the loop is that that it is it renews and it regenerates you're not throwing away anything what's been created infinitely or well infinitely is the goal but yes ideally Yeah. Forever and ever and ever. <laughs> However, the product as a whole would probably not we if if it cannot, it the raw material whatever whatever is being used can go back to something else. So it is infinite. It doesn't just well, go into landfill. All right, let's take an example. How about let's say a plastic bottle. How many times do we recycle or regenerate that plastic? Oh, I know that's where that's coming question. from. Is that yeah. a trick question? Well, well, it's it is a it's trick a question because question. because he ha- he he knows how to degenerate waste. Right. Well, I was I was But just trying to flesh out this concepts yeah. that you have outlined here. I think it's a, it's a, it's a great topic. Yeah. So, so I mean it could be a wood, you know, for a chair. Now, when we talk about plastic, I mean there's all sort of different kinds of plastic, the chemical constitution of plastics. The idea is that we have a plastic whatever we were talking you were talking about the plastic bottle so if if it's 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 been used as much as you can so you if, if you got a bottle of water from the store you can use it to refill and refill and refill when it's been squished and probably has a hole it probably can go back to a recycling company and can be created into a bag so the idea is you do not get a chance to throw it away into a landfill. Mm-hmm. Every time it it degenerates, it regenerates on its own. 
in not on its own, obviously with the help of people. Some and agents. It, exactly. I mean, the, yes. the, it, it is not regenerating on its own, but it stays useful. Yes. Forever, hopefully. That's yes. the well, idea well, of circular economy. Yeah, the plastic gets used several times, but it... it loses its efficiency and effectiveness over time. So eventually... And hence, redesigning. Yes. Circular economy is about innovations. So it, hence, it cannot be plastic. So if there's something that ha- that the end result has to go into the ground, that needs to be rethought. You need to innovate there. There's a huge need of innovation there. So in every sector, any industry that as a human being we operate in to create our society or ecosystem or economy, we need to put that thought on how we can remove the waste. So there is no waste. So in the current situation, what we're doing when we, when you talk about plastic is reuse, recycle, then we're talking about the zero waste. Because it, it's already there. It's already been created. You can now reconstitute the whole thing by creating a plastic which can sustain, right? Does well, that make sense? Or Yeah, I, I, it does. So you're saying that since plastic has a certain life that it can be recycled. So you're saying now there's a an opportunity there to switch plastic with something more sustainable, another material in place of plastic, right? And so there, there's an opportunity for entrepreneurship or innovation to happen. And when that opportunity comes, we make sure that you design out the waste, you design out the pollution, you reconstitute the plastic in a way or whatever product you want to name it, that it it has a longevity as a product itself when it comes to an end, it is reused into something else. So it then stays in the loop of being used, being useful. Okay. Yeah, I, I do have some good news for towards the end of the show. But yeah, let's continue. So I was just about to say that the bottles that we have, I mean, we already have some innovation in that companies are using aluminum cans instead of plastic. And that is something that can be reused over and over and over again. So, so that remains part of the loop once you have it, once you create it. Right. So, so there are some products where we have easier solutions but there will be some industries where it will be not so easy right like something i can think of is batteries or Mm -hmm. really harmful pesticides that are not required so if they are part of our current economy the way they are being created and used is actually harmful Mm -hmm. are we starting to completely redesign that or are we going to at this point, be able to degenerate it in a sustainable way. Fortunately, there is good news for that. But I wanted to bring in another example, um, say chemotherapy there. That's a standard treatment for cancer. And it's, it's very dangerous. It is a poisonous substance, right? So once a waste of that product is created, we have to get rid of it from the environment in a safe and sustainable way. So obviously, industry has some solutions, and we have good news in the end. Okay. So that is a situation where we don't have an easy alternative. Say, pesticides for farm use, we might find an alternative, say, natural or synthetic uh, alternative. But in the case of chemotherapy, you may not have an easy alternative. But there is scope for innovation there. 
So what you said, Vibha, about do we have to start over again? Circle economy, anything that you're creating new is where circular economy comes in because it is an ecosystem. You are, everything needs to be cohesive. I'll give you an example. Imagine you have a garden where you have planted some fruits and vegetables and herbs that's native to our country. Now, instead of using pesticides, you also planted some flowers and plants. That's a natural pest repellent. To water the garden, you use the wastewater from your bathroom and you know the gray water from your sink or, or if you have rainfall you collect the rain water and you use that when the food is grown you eat it and you compost it back into your garden and it's used to create nourishment or compost that's used as a plant food and then it's ready for the next season and whatever tools you use it's also prolonged so you do not you're not using plastic it's, it's a metal metal tools that you use that stays for for a long time now that is a small circle economy now we have to imagine it as a society as a state as the whole earth now that's a circular economy so that is a huge project but where every one of us can start is zero waste so that is easy for all of us as individuals to achieve you're at home today you just decide it's too much of plastic i'm buying so what can i do i'll, I'll go out and go and buy a cloth bag buy a few of them keep it in the car I come back home, I'm using water. Okay, let me put up a filtration system in my home. So those small changes that you can weed out the waste. So that's the process I think we are in right now. And eventually, yeah, we create a circular economy because... So to move away, especially when it comes to industries, to move away from a linear one-way economy where you create, you make, you consume and you throw. We need to move away from that and that circular economy. Philip, you love waste. <laughs> Why don't you define? Now we are in a place where maybe we need a definition for zero waste. It's more like right. he hates waste. I, I hate yeah. the Not concept waste. of waste. There should be no such thing as waste because oh. one man's garbage is another man's... Treasure. Treasure. There we go. So that, that concept of waste, it's, it's a mental thing right that we create in our minds so I everything mean, there can be I, I, I like to differ mm-hmm. and not, not exactly differ it's of course it, it can everything can be in use the, the problem in today's society is excess of waste mm-hmm. anything you buy has a waste it's not like in old packaging. days packaging how much you travel you need three cars in a house uh, the kind of energy we use how much food we eat like I remember in old days in my home, I belong to a family where we eat everything. We are not vegans or anything. However, during the week, we are eating vegetables and stuff. It's only on the weekend where we eat something special. It, it was special to eat a steak or chicken or fish or whatever. But that's not the case today. Mm-hmm. You want you just go to the supermarket. It's covered in plastic. You bring it back, you eat so and then you that's throw where the plastic the, away. Not just everything, right? Mm-hmm. Everything is so the life, the people, the the way people live, is is wasteful because there is so much to consume, mm-hmm. and yeah, you don't need. You know, you go to a shop, um, a chain retail, buy ten dresses, buy, wear it one time, and uh, go and buy another ten dresses. Now that's a waste because you're throwing out too mm-hmm. much. 
So there's nothing as waste, but when it's too much a waste, then yeah. Okay. Um, so in in nature, there's really no such thing as waste. Everything that one organism discards is consumed by another organism or several other organisms, and things are continually recycled and reused in nature. So there's no concept of waste in nature. And we as humans should strive, and we can get to that point where nothing really gets thrown away that is without use. So everything that we can think of has uses, and we can find uses for them. And that's where innovation and new entrepreneurship ideas come in, finding uses for things that uh, some people want to get rid of. So like you bring that um, meat and with the packaging, that's obviously of no use to you as, as a consumer. That packaging can be a raw material for another industry. So our, the difficulty would be to find that industry that would take that packaging. Fortunately, there is good news. There are lots of... I would of like to know what is this good news because <laughs> I think it's already... Is it time? Times. You okay. said, let's, let's say... <laughs> okay, let's talk about the good news. Okay. So the good news is waste to energy. And uh, that's maybe a broad umbrella term. All waste can be turned into energy or raw materials. And there are several ways to do it. And uh, a lot of us do things like composting. That's turning one kind of waste in, into something that's useful, a raw material for plants and agriculture and so on. Some people produce uh, biogas from that compost. When food gets composted, heat is generated by the organisms that are by the chemical reactions. That heat can be captured and can heat a greenhouse, for example, and so on. So that's one form of waste to energy and waste to raw materials. And then more sophisticated forms are turning waste into fuel, hydrogen, and there are many processes for doing that. One is gasification, and a more sophisticated form of that is called plasma gasification. And that is the bomb, <laughs> because... You've been talking about it forever, yeah? Yes. Plasmification. Plasma gasification. That you need to talk about that. What is we it? We should. So you asked for the definition of zero waste, and Wikipedia is a good place to start. It's defined as a set of principles focused on waste prevention that encourages the redesign of resource life cycles so that all products are reused. Did you get all that? Essentially, it means... That was a load of stuff. Yeah, that, yeah, that is... It was, it was um, similar. Although it was similar definition. to circular economy. Yeah, the redesign just yeah. came in now. Yes. It used to be refuse. Mm, refuse. Yeah. So, essentially, it means... But it's still not the same as circular economy. It's, it's not. But eventually, we want to get to zero waste absolutely in our lives so that all waste is recycled. And so when we reach an ideal level of zero waste, we will have true circular economy where everything is circled back into the economy in one form or another. So what's in... Let's How look can at, it be a yeah. zero waste? So we are starting out with a phone and let's say it's a broken phone that you want to dispose of. So let's look at what's in there. There's glass, plastics, and there's some metals like copper and uh, silver, some maybe lead and gold. So there are industries that can retrieve the gold 
and the metals out of the broken cell phone or other electronics profitably so that the profits from selling that gold will go into paying for the whole process, you know, collecting the cell phones and paying the salaries of the people and the, the machinery and all of that. So electronic waste to gold refining is a very profitable uh, <laughs> business today. So my question is, as a company, let's say I have a company, I have around 50 employees, and I give an iPhone to everyone. <laughs> Every two years it breaks, it mm -hmm. comes back. Yeah, you've got some really careless employees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, iPhones do last longer than two They years. do, don't they? How can this be a zero waste? Right. Where does this go? So you buy brand new iPhones that come with oh, packaging. So as a company. Yeah. So how can this be? How can, yeah, what's the question? How, how can, can the company become zero waste? Ah, okay. So obviously you want to tell Apple to package it sustainably so that uh, the packaging can be recycled and reused or minimized while protecting the contents of the package, the cell phone. So when you get the, the cell phone in the case, you want to send the, the packaging material to a company that will recycle it or reuse it. And then the cell phone is given to your employees and you want to create a culture where they do protect their devices and use it wisely and safely. Um, but, you know, mistakes do happen. So at the end of its life cycle, you can then give the cell phone to a company that would retrieve the parts that are usable in there. So they would break it down and use, you know, some of the components like the circuit boards or the LEDs and so on. And, and the rest of the material can go to a uh, processing plant or retrieving the gold and the metals the plastics can go into a waste-to-energy plant where that plastics are turned into fuel for producing electricity. So that's one example of a complete life cycle where you have zero waste and a circular economy at the same time. The plastics and uh, maybe the rubbers and, yeah, the packaging, maybe the, the damaged packaging and so on, all of those are hydrocarbons. The hydrocarbons can be turned into syngas or synthesis gas which is a fuel. Now, synthesis gas can be further processed into liquid fuel or even to produce hydrogen because hydrogen is a major constituent of synthesis gas. So that fuel can then be used for producing electricity or some other fuel. So plasma gasification is a process where that hydrocarbon is turned into synthesis gas. So we are already at a stage where a lot of the products can become zero waste. Exactly. Yes. Oh, that's, a that's the good news. news. Yes. Yeah, that is good news. So what yeah. that means is there is really no forever chemicals. Like you were saying, there are poisonous chemicals that cannot be released into the environment or into a landfill. So we can just zap it with plasma and uh, consume it. So what really happens? Is it is it like a reactor where all, yes. all these things can go in and then energy is created from there? Or is it where you burn it? Or Yes. Well, you do need some energy to produce a plasma. So the plasma is something like uh, lightning. And it's, it's very hot, in, intensely hot. And you produce temperatures in excess of 5,000 degrees centigrade or... 10,000 degrees Fahrenheit. And so everything decomposes in the presence of plasma or thermal plasma. So you need some energy to produce the plasma, but once 
the, the material is decomposed into syngas. That is a fuel that can then be used to produce new energy. It can feed back into the plant to produce a plasma or be fed into the grid. This is really a great news because I remember once initial days when we met Vipar, you said, oh, I don't know we should be talking about zero waste because it's so scary to people because it's it's not really possible to it, achieve it zero be, waste. It can be overwhelming yeah. to get to that stage. And at this yeah, point, personal, it's just like, where do I start, right? Yeah, as a personal journey, yes. individually, if you try to be zero waste in your own home. But if there is something like that, where it's a whole industry taking care of making sure that these plastic or these waste that we create is taken care of, then voila, I mean, it's best of both worlds. Yeah, and we can continue our convenience, our world of convenience and not mindful consumption. Right, so that's where we need to come back. <laughs> I hope not. I hope, I hope people do get mindful about what they consume. Right. That is something that is, regardless if the waste is taken yes. care of or not, yes. that we become mindful of. Absolutely, because circular economy cannot exist if we do not change our perception, our mindset Absolutely. about how we are doing things, how we are consuming. There's only limited amount of resources we have. And, and if we continue at this pace, then we probably need, I don't know, three, Yeah, because four you need to understand parts. zero waste is only waste management. That is how you manage the waste. The bigger thing is how to create a thinking where you reduce the waste. There is no waste at the first place. Not no waste, but in every step of the way that we do, we, we live our life or we create something as an entrepreneur, as a business, as a country, as a society... We are mindful about what we're eating, drinking, going out. To, so the waste is reduced in the first place. So we're not thinking about now what do we, how do we manage the waste. So that is the point of our show. Of our show is to encourage people to be mindful, to be conscious citizens of the world, where we do use our resources, our time, our money, wisely and sustainably. Would you like to spill the beans on who is doing this? Or well, is that not allowed? Yeah, is this existing? Yeah, 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 yeah. I Plasma do know what? because he did mention. Oh, oh yes. But yes. I like to know. You would you like to know? Would, would you like to tell us the oh, who well, is into this? There are several companies that are manufacturing the components and putting the plants together. Together. Yes. Oh, okay. We don't have one here in the Middle East yet, but uh, there are several in the North America, in Europe, China, one in India, and so on. And they also exist on aircraft carriers, U.S. aircraft carriers, and in yeah, in, in some other industrial areas. Now, when we talk about this plasma gasification, gasification this is you're only talking about zero waste in terms of material waste that's physically tangible. How about the pollution? So currently, there are waste to energy plants, such as Sweden is an, a good example of a nation that uh, converts its uh, municipal solid waste into electricity using an incineration plant. So they incinerate or burn municipal solid waste, and then that powers a steam turbine that uh, runs a generator and that produces electricity. So one of the outputs of that plant is uh, air pollution. So that has to be captured through 
what we call scrubbers. So scrubber technology is pretty well developed. So what is scrubber? Scrubber is uh, basically something you put on the chimney of a power plant so that uh, the chemicals, the harmful chemicals in the smoke is, is scrubbed away and captured. And then we can reuse and recycle those chemicals or disposed of safely, which is not the ideal solution. We want to recycle it and reuse it. What happens? Because what's really, really bad is the methane, you know, the bad... Uh-huh, the but, CO2 and the yeah. smoke. What happens to that when you use these scrubbers? When you okay. say dispose of or you reuse it, how, how does that happen? What happens there? Now, most scrubbers use uh, water, sprayed water, misted water to capture the, the colloids in the air and the smoke. So those compounds are then um, dissolved or in, in solution in, in the uh, water. And then they can be filtered out and then reused. Or they can be chemically precipitated out and then reused for other purposes. So scrubber technology is one thing. Now, the CO2 still goes out into the atmosphere. There are some other compounds that are created that are harmful. They, they may be carcinogenic, such as furans and dioxins. So those have to be eliminated also. That's one of the drawbacks of incineration waste to energy technology. Plasma gasification does not have that problem of creating harmful chemicals because everything gets decomposed into carbon and hydrogen and oxygen and so on. So the scrubbers can capture any other compounds like say chlorine or fluorine from the plastics. You know, Teflon has fluorine. PVC has chlorine in it, and so on. Then there's mercury in a lot of our electronics and, and so on. So all of those can be scrubbed away, and then those chemicals are uh, useful for industry, so we can reuse them in industry. Yeah. So plasma gasification with these additional technologies, with technologies which, is, which are already in use, can completely give a clean outcome. So why have we and the world is not hearing about this new technology? Why is it like a secret? Oh, it's uh, not a secret. This is one of the several technologies available in the waste to energy umbrella, under the umbrella. This is less common because one, it's it has been very expensive and the economy of scale required very large plants to be built. And, and so the stakeholders would be, you know, cities or military, etc. So it, it tended to be very large players that would use this technology. The more common technologies are incineration plants, as well as uh, thermal gasification plants, which does not use plasma. So the cost for plasma gasification and then some of its problems are being worked out. And I believe now that they have been worked out. And so now we can scale them down to smaller sizes and also scale them up in numbers and make them economically viable. So the way they function and the way they are part of the economy is that does it create raw material or how does it survive? Is it something that the governments of countries have to invest in or is this something that can survive on its own because it makes... As a business. Yeah, so it's she a business. means, is it a business? It, oh, yes. Is it enough? Can it create enough momentum to be on its own or does it have to be funded? That's yeah. what, what I think. Yeah. So it, since it's a newer technology, research and development uh, needed to be done. 
to adapt it to common uses. And that is being done. But the manufacturers are private entities. They are large companies such as Westinghouse, for example. So they are all private companies and they are contracted by governments or by large corporations, such as the waste management company that subcontracts to a city, for example. So they would be big enough to purchase this uh, technology from a manufacturer. So they all operate as, as a business. So if you are a regular consumer and, and you're producing, generating waste in your household, that would obviously be picked up by a waste management company. And that waste would go into a landfill or it can go into one of these plants. And yes, yeah, so that's how they would survive from the, the tipping fee and then from the products, the raw materials that can be sold or generated from the waste. So is this like a short-term solution until we get to a point where circular economy is possible? Or is this something that that's the future for us? Yes, to both. Uh, because this is circular economy, because we are returning materials back into the economy. But if you have a circular economy, whatever you're creating and using is made of, let's say, raw material or resources that can go back to nature maybe yes some of it like co2 and water vapor goes back into nature and so we need to find ways to reduce the co2 such as through agriculture planting trees carbon capture technologies and so on so from the syngas you can make brand new plastics you can also make brand new gasoline petrol or diesel or aviation fuel so you can do that already from that syngas that was generated from your kitchen waste okay yeah so it is circular in that sense. You can return it back to the economy. And the second part of your question, is it futuristic? Yes, this is also futuristic because we would apply this technology on the moon and on Mars and on that spaceship that we're going to the moon or to Mars because we would be having waste to eliminate in the future as well. And this is the technology that can help us achieve that in a circular fashion. Of course, and then we have to start somewhere. Yeah. But what a great start to by reducing or by knowing that zero waste is possible. So there's hopefully no doomsday. We don't have those sort of messages on our show. <laughs> no, we are optimistic. We, no, we are hopeful. We have solutions. And we have solutions. And we have people who bring in solutions exactly. and good news. Isn't that just so beautiful to be hopeful? <laughs> just be me. Yes. But yes, it is. It is. Because I think where there is a problem, there's always... 10 people who also want to create an opportunity out of that problem and look at but it's a shame philip it's not you who created the i know i <laughs> i don't I was, have enough space in my kitchen to yeah, make it make the i forgot the name already yes plasmification no plasma, plasma gasification yes and yes. it does use microwave plasma so yeah. just like the microwave in your kitchen that doesn't mean that you start using your <laughs> right. Don't do this at home, kids. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So that was, in fact, really, really a great news. Not just a great news, but it also says how fast things are moving when it comes to sustainability. And when all the focuses are on there, people do start creating and people do focus on innovations and things are possible. So we do have many more steps before, prior to um, the gasification steps. So that's 
the topics of our uh, upcoming shows. And also, we will be we will be talking about how that was one of the things that actually we wanted to talk about if the the transition to circular economy is possible or not. But uh, but your good news just changed. Uh, I don't know if I should be having that <laughs> conversation. It. Um, but yeah, the next topic is transition into circular economy. How countries can do it? How? What are the phases? If it's possible or not? Or in fifty years, are we looking to live on the moon or Mars? <laughs> It'll be faster if Elon Musk has his way. <laughs> well, we are not dropping any names here. <laughs> you did it. He, he can't well, help it. He's a fan. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm a fan. Yeah. Yes. No, I think I, I think it's fine. We, oh yeah, but nations are going there. I mean. Um, you know china india uae yes and the us and many european nations want to go to the moon yeah really quick i like to live here i love the moon i mean from here yeah <laughs> yesterday my son said mama i know how mo- what moon is made of cheese <laughs> and then i'm like really haha <laughs> that was that was a bad joke mama <laughs> No, I like to see the moon from here. I'm fine on Earth. Yes. Um, so it's not the moon is not for the lactose intolerant, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not for you, Viba. Not for me. No. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening in. This was a great show. Stay tuned for our next episode where we elaborate on circular economy, transitioning into circular economy. Thank you so very much. Take Thank care. You. Bye now. Bye. Bye Take for now. Care.